Belly Armus. What sort of charm is that, Andy? That's all I can think of from TikTok when they're like doing the little tiny Voldemort thing and they're like, I'm Um, what are you guys talking about? The charm offensive. The the book we just read? What's your favorite offensive charm? Uh, welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> welcome back to Pothead to Read. Pothead to Read. That's a novel episode. Novel. <laughs> that has got to be one of our worst <laughs> intros. I was going to say most awkward. <laughs> I feel like everything's been more awkward with us. <laughs> I think it's also because you're not usually the deadpan person. <laughs> yeah. Um, how is everybody doing? Um tired. Yeah. I'm okay. Tired, Smart. okay. Yeah, I mean same Z's. We get... sound so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> tired life. Uh, life. Uh, um, yeah, we're we're done with school and then um so now we're just getting into like summer practices for swimming and gymnastics and but most important we leave on Wednesday to go to Universal Studios Orlando. I saw where Dis- the Nintendo World is almost done. It's like 2025, I think. Oh, well, I saw on TikTok where it said it was almost done, so I'm assuming <laughs> that was a lie. If it's on TikTok, it has to, <laughs> it be, has true. to be true. I'm pretty sure it's 2025. I just like how Sheila said 2025, and I immediately was like, oh, so in a year and a half, got it. And it's three years away. <laughs> it might be. Two and a half. Um, look, the concept of time holds no barriers in my mind right now. <laughs> Uh, Universal's Epic Universe is scheduled to open early 2025. Um, that's what the pointsguide.com says. Okay, well, TikTok told me it says it was opening soon, so we gotta um, go. <laughs> the, I mean, that is kind of soon. Um, they just broke ground. I think they just broke ground, um, like, in the past year. But the one in Japan... Um, the Universal Studios, Epic World, whatever, it is open already. They opened it last yeah. year. Yeah, uh, Andy was in, like, Japanese TikToks and didn't realize it. Yeah. He speaks he was, Harajuka. So, like, Harajuka he was in Japan. He was in, hey, Japan. He was in Japan land um, TikToks. Yeah, exactly. Kawaii! Kawaii! Do you know what that means, Andy? What? Oh, wait, do I know what it means? <laughs> no. I thought Cute. you were like, do you know what that is? And I'm like, yes. But, like, in theory, yes, I do. Like, it, actuality, no, I don't know what it means. It means cute, that's all. Kawaii! Gotta... Just so you know, if you ever hear it. It's probably, <laughs> never, it's probably why I didn't know what it means. She was like, oh, you don't know what that means? Because you've never been called cute before <laughs> in your life. Ugly. Well, maybe one day you'll hear it. 
if you do, you can you can know that I told you because I hear it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's like us, you know, universal in about a week. Yes. Andy just got back from vacation. Sheila's going on vacation. Every t- everybody tells me I should go on vacation. I'm yes. like, I have one planned in the fall. <laughs> I told well, her to come visit me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so my sister's visiting me in June. And we do have August planned tentatively. I'm so excited. For Sheila's birthday. So and then I have a trip in November. Mm-hmm. Well, I, can't, I can't wait for Nintendo Land to be open in August. No. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you. It's not going to be. <laughs> but Andy saw it on TikTok. This was <laughs> an American man saying, look, it's <laughs> opening soon. I mean... Yeah. It looked like they were on a ride or a nearby hotel where you could, like, see the progress being made. So, like, yeah, I'm sure there's like, yeah. a lot of other stuff to do, but it was mm. cool to see progress. Oh, for sure. Faux show. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Are you guys ready to hear a Harry Potter fact? Please tell me about a oh, Harry Potter so fact. So I can immediately forget it, and then y'all rub it in my face. I'm going to quiz you on this at the end of the podcast. Burn. <laughs> so. The drama. The suspense. So. Um, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, you know that there's names and there's meaning behind names and like all sorts of stuff. But I just thought this one was kind of fun just because. You always hear, when you hear about um, names, it's usually, like, Dumbledore's brought up and, like, uh, what's what's the thing that Snape asks Harry? And they're, like, if you dissect it, it's, like, the lily flower with whatever, and it's, like, shows that Snape loves his mom. Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know yeah. We're really great tonight, guys. So um, <laughs> I, brain I would laugh so hard if that was the time where Andy was like, oh, this, and then just, like, told us the whole thing. <laughs> um, so our fact today comes from Insider.com, mm. and it says that Rowling gave her character names that reflect their roles in the series. So they're not just witty. They're also, uh, like, to what they are supposed to do yep that made sense fans can agree that Rowling's world building is superb and the whimsical names she gave her characters are no exception on Pottermore she revealed that early in her creative process she came up with the names for 40 Hogwarts students in Harry's year every member of the golden trio included for example Harry's name references leadership qualities and Ron's pertains to his role as a sidekick Harry is the Middle English version of Henry, a name popular among English kings through the centuries. For Ronald, Rowling seemingly looked to the Old Norse Rongvalder, I think I said that right, a title for the ruler's advisor. And then in contrast, Hermione's name was taken from Shakespeare's The Winter Tale, a Greek mythology more broadly, 
and has less to do with her own traits than with her muggle parents' desire to pick a clever monkier. I said monkier. Moniker. Thank you. I was literally sitting here going, do I know that word? <laughs> I knew what she was doing this time. Oh, that Kay and I definitely were switched to my brain at first. But I, it was funny because I read that and then I was thinking Monk. about it after I read it. And I go, it's so funny because people are always... Like, in, in the fandom world, people are always joking around where they're, like, um, wizards with their crazy names, like, Harry, Ron, Fred, George, and then they're, like, and then the muggles have, like, the normal names, but it's, like, Hermione, Seamus, like, all these other, like, ones that are kind of more um, not as common, I guess. And so I was thinking about that, and I was like, oh, that is actually really clever, because her parents probably would have thought, like, they're clever, they're dentists, they're smart, so they probably would have been like, oh, Shakespeare, you know. Yeah, I don't know what Seamus is in, um, but I, I know it's an Irish name. Yeah. So um, I don't know if what the, um, like, meaning and whatnot behind it is, but I always kind of was like, oh, yeah, he's Irish, and... Yeah, I I picked him out more because it's like he has the line where he definitely grew up as a muggle. Yeah, because it was a big surprise to his dad when he found out that his mom was a witch. Yeah. So it was like, oh, but then you had like Dean. Yeah. I mean, I guess Neville's a little strange, but yeah. So that's your. Luna isn't crazy. Luna. Yeah, I was saying it's not crazy. That's a hippie name. And the parents are definitely hippies. Wizard hippies. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So that there you go. Good. That was good. I liked that. Andy. Yes. What did we read? The charm offensive. Is it offensive or offense? Uh, offensive. I don't know. I think it's my southern accent. And actually, after Sheila said it the first time, I can't figure out how I'm supposed to say it. No, honestly, this whole time you guys have been saying it because I haven't looked at the jacket or anything in a while. I really thought it was the charm offense. So I was offensive. Yeah. Um. Well, for the longest time all month, I was calling it the charming offensive. So there's that. <laughs> By just, Allison Cochran, by the way. Mm. Okay. And um, yes. why why did you pick this book? Why did I choose this book? Yeah. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. You weren't <laughs> going to tell us. We had to. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, no. One, I chose this book because y'all asked me to choose a book. Also, I chose, I chose this book because I thought I owned it, which was not, which was not which accurate. Did it. It turned well, now out. he does. But I thought right. I did, but Amazon didn't deliver it, and it gave me a refund. So it looked like it, I had it, but I did not. Oh. Um. Thirdly, <laughs> and probably most importantly. I started buying more books that represented more of the Alphabet Mafia when it came to the characters. Because mm-hmm. I had never really read a lot of those books. Like, right. never really saw that representation and stuff like that. And after I started reading a few, 
Um, it was one of those times where, like, I think I finally really understood why representation matters because you're like reading stuff and feelings and seeing things mm-hmm. that you've experienced, but like you don't ever get back to you, so you never know if it's normal. So I started buying a lot of those books, and then this will officially air in Pride Month, so it would only make sense for us to also do a um, a gay-ass book during Pride. <laughs> a what book? Can you please say a that again? A gay-ass book. <laughs> One more time. A gay-ass book. Thank but you. no, actually, it's it's really cool because, like, we should talk about this later, but there's a lot of different representation Mm-hmm. inside of the book um, which I'll be honest I knew nothing about this book when I saw it I do judge books by their cover and that was why I bought it or why I thought I bought it you bought it because um, it was pink huh? you bought it because it was pink no because it was I'm teasing yeah because it was a gay book You had the two main characters were guys and literally that was like okay like, I, like people suggested yeah. this book on the Tiki Talk and um i was like okay literally so would you like for me to give you the rundown of what the book is about or or you could just read the jacket that's what i meant i know (laughs) and now i'm realizing i don't know if i know how to say the main character's last name correctly because all i've ever done is read it but dev Deshpandi. I don't know if that's accurate. I apologize to anyone who is that is not right. Has always believed in fairy tales. So it's no wonder that he spent his career crafting them on the long-running reality dating show Ever After. As the most successful producer in the franchise's history, Deb always scripts the perfect love story for his contestants, even as his own love life crashes and burns. But then the show casts disgrace, tech, wonder kid Charlie Winshaw as its star. Charlie is far from the romantic Prince Charming ever after expects. He doesn't believe in true love and agreed to appear on the show only as a last-ditch effort to rehabilitate his image. In front of the cameras, he is a stiff, anxious mess, a hot mess, if you will, with no idea how to date 20 women on national television. As Dev fights to get Charlie to connect with the contestants, on a whirlwind worldwide tour, that was hard, they begin to open up to each other and Charlie realizes he has better chemistry with Dev than with his color stars. But even reality TV has a script and in order to find their way to happily ever after, they'll have to reconsider whose love story gets told and why. Did I read this prior to suggesting the book? Did not, had no idea what this book was about. So, I listened to this book. Mm-hmm, me too. And um, I thought it was, the, the the reader said Dave. Oh. I was, like, shocked when I actually was, like, on Goodreads, and they were talking about Dev, and I was like, I thought the guy's name was Dave. So, it must be, like, the E makes an A sound in, um that the, the Indian background or something whichever part of Indian Hindi he or, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you were saying Dev I'm like um I better look at that because I thought it was 
like Dave. I thought. Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent how I read it. Yeah. Yeah, because like um in the audiobook they said Dave. I read some reviews on Goodreads, and I kind of wish I hadn't, but I'm also kind of glad that I did. Yeah. But I I read it after I finished the book, and I put it into my Goodreads like log or whatever, and they were talking a lot about the character's name as Dev and like representation of like Indian culture and stuff like that. And so I was like, Oh, it's definitely Dev because they were talking about how the character's name could have easily been named Devin mm-hmm. instead of Dev. And that it could have been just as great of a story without kind of, um, uh, whitewashing, the Indian culture in the book. So it was interesting. We can get into that later. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Sheila, what were your first thoughts? Um, I liked it. It was lighthearted and um, a little fun and quirky. Um, i trying to think what else. Sometimes I want to strangle people because I'm like, oh, just yeah. get on with it already. But, um, yeah. There's definitely, like, growth for, um, like, a lot of the characters, not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the two main ones. So, yeah. And at varying points. I like yeah. that they mm-hmm. happen at very varying points. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, oh, we all figured out our shit at the exact same time, and look, we're all better. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> and I also like that, like, there's representation of not just... Um, the the queer community but also representation for like mental health um yeah which is actually this month so i thought it was very fitting for this month and next month yeah i really planned it totally (laughs) planned it ending um but yeah like the mental health but also not just mental health but like you know um charlie has like ocd you know like a lot of stuff that like a lot of people have that um people in our world like if you aren't normal if you are neuro um neurodivergent you're considered weird and in this case charlie is ocd he ends up having a panic attack and he gets booted out of his company like in one night because he has a panic attack and they wanted him to vote immediately and he had to to leave for you know, you know, a few minutes or however long he needed to bring himself back to a safe spot for him. Like, I was like, I really like that representation that, you know, like, we could be better. Our, like, the people that, like, run things, we can be better about recognizing that we're not like everybody else. Mm-hmm. There is no normal. Let's just say there is no normal. No. There's yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Josie? Um, I really liked the book. There were definitely a couple points where I was like, well, um, but I think it's just kind of like a testament to the writing that made me feel that way and not yeah. like it wasn't like. The writing is not what made me feel that way. It was like the characters were well written and it made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. This show sounds horrible. 
It's basically like The Bachelor and Harry. Well, it's like no, but oh my god, do you realize that there's an actual castle love show coming out on Fox or one of those within the next season? No, no, I died laughing. But that's but that's the thing is like it's like The Bachelor to the like tenth degree. Yeah, yeah. And I know people who do Bachelor brackets, like Final Four, March Madness playoff Mm -hmm. brackets for the bachelor and they have like weekly viewings and stuff like that so when they were talking about that it just kind of made me chuckle because i've never been that person not that i like look i have my fair share of trashy reality tv shows that i watch right but there's something about like the bachelor i've never been able to stand and i'm like ugh so gross and but snl does like some really funny skits where they make fun of the bachelor where the girls are like I'm Mallory N, and then they're like, I'm Carrie N, and then it's like, I'm Carrie N with a K and no E at the end, and then they're like, oh my god, you're just so beautiful, and they're like, wait, I need a second, can I have a second, and like, they just like rotate through all this stuff, so I was getting a kick out of like the fact that um, the show basically was like all the spoofy stuff that I've seen, but um, it feels really weird to say this. Because I really enjoyed the representation of everything. But then also, there just got to be a point where it was like, it was almost like the, the representation was a little contrived for me. Where it was like almost too much. And which... It sounds really weird to say that because I'm really not that type of a person. But, like, listening to it and reading it, it was just, like, literally every little thing on, like, all of the scales were, like, represented in this entire book. And it was, like, these eight people have, like, these 25 things. Mm-hmm. But also, like, there's a real possibility that those eight people could have all those 25 things. And also would gravitate towards each other because... Right. But so then it was just, like... I kind of had to, like, check myself and be like, are you feeling that way because it's really like that? Or are you feeling that way because you've never read anything like this before where it shows that? Right. And so, um, and, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty open-minded and accepting of a lot of things. So, there, I kind of just had to be like, why did I feel that way? I think it's fair because even I and I had a moment where they announced somebody had it, somebody else had anxiety. I was like, does everyone have anxiety on this show? But like, yeah, right, right. But then it, you know, it was also like, yeah, it was just a lot of that where I'm like, okay, I know a lot of people have anxiety. I also know people who are like, they get headaches and then they hear people around them be like, I have a migraine. So then all of a sudden they're like, I have a horrible migraine. Mm. And you're like, okay, but, like, do you have a migraine? You've never had a migraine before, but, you know, which it sounds like, like, I don't want to be that judgy person because it's like you don't know the pain that they're going through. I don't know what one person's anxiety looks like compared to another person's anxiety, which was the whole point of this book. So, So ultimately, I did end up really enjoying how much representation there was. Also, because, I mean, I have not read a lot of, like, the LGBTQ 
LGBTQ. plus. I said those all out of order. LGBTQ. Yeah, I said I started saying those out of order, and um, <laughs> it felt weird to say the Alphabet Mafia like you said. So, um, but um, the Skittles. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I have read some stuff, and I'm very open to a lot of the stuff, and I've yeah. so. It was really fun to see that representation. Like, it was fun that there was yeah. somebody who kind of represented every scale of that on some level, even if it was, like, kind of in passing. The other thing that I really liked about it was it, I feel like it was a lot of, like, oh, you don't really know me. Like, there was a lot mm-hmm. of parts where Dev was, like, well, you don't know what I'm going through. And they're like, oh, I go to a support group. Like, my partner was the one who taught me, like, this is what I was. And I've heard in the last few years, I've just heard so many stories of people who were like, I just didn't know the vocabulary to express how I feel. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice to see that in writing of people being like, I might be in, like, a quote-unquote, like, heteronormative-looking relationship, but we're two queer people who found each other. Right. Um, the one producer or director was, like, Maureen? a really big... Uh, Skylar? Not Maureen. Not Maureen. The other one. Oh, the nice Skylar. One. Skylar. Like, she was the one who, like, showed that aspect really well, I felt, because she her partner was, yeah. I believe... Yeah. Uh, pronouns were he him and she like he was the one who helped her discover like what her boundaries were and what her what her definitions were and what her mm-hmm. identity was and so I thought it was really cool to see that because I just I like I said I just know a lot of people who were like mm-hmm. I just didn't realize that all the feelings I had was this Mm-hmm. And this identity. And then it was like they found that identity and then they just blossomed. And like I literally saw like anger melt away in this person because they they were just able to like say who they were. Right. Which I think is just so incredible. So which even in the book they talk about like they're like, I don't want any other labels. I already have all these other labels attached to me of like OCD, anxiety, yeah, all this type of stuff. And they're like, labels not necessarily adding to you. Sometimes it just like you said gives the verbiage to be able to mm-hmm. express who you, you are what to you other are. people. Yeah. And if people can handle it or not, because that was the thing. I mean, Charlie and Dev both were like, they both had a moment where they had like Dev had his depressive episode and mm-hmm. Charlie had his panic attack or his anxiety attack because of his OCD. And yeah. they, it was like, you don't have to worry. I'm here for you. And it was the first time they've had anybody have that attitude towards it right. that they just didn't know anybody could be accepting of it. Cause they were just taught to be so shamed by mm-hmm. it. So it was really, um, like I said, it was just nice to read that and see that in characters. Andy, what'd you think? Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I may have cried at the end, um, or at least teared up a little bit, not full on cry. But um, it was harder for me to read. I think this is mainly because I tried to read it all in one night after us staying up late doing a tipsy and I was slightly hungover. So, like, it was harder for me to get into the way that it was written. 
yes, Sheila, your face says it all. I know it was my fault. I waited till last minute. But <laughs> it's not that. It's just the conversation. He was like, I'm going to read it tomorrow night. And we can. And I did. It. I had it done by deadline. No, you no, you wanted No, to... you were like, we will read it tomorrow night and we can record it the next day. And then it was like two yeah. days later, you're like, I'm done. No, you you on no, you were like, Sheila, you're right. I, I won't be done. I was by right, but then I stayed up. That was, this oh yeah, that this is what I didn't <laughs> tell y'all because I didn't want anyone like not that I thought y'all would, but I didn't want you to feel bad for not recording last night. But I like woke up in the middle of the night and I read. And then I read during lunch, and I read after that. I was prepared to record. I was fully done. No, that's fine. I, I met be- my deadline. I believe you. It's just like you were just like yesterday, but you were like two nights no, the ago. Day, the, the one night I was supposed to be like hardcore reading, I was like, Sheila, you're not wrong. Like, I was I was having trouble getting wrapped up in it. Yeah. Well, it was, but it's, it's also, it's a pretty long book. Yeah, it's not short. It's not. I don't know. It doesn't feel like you're wrong. It was the way it was written a little bit for me. Like I'm, I'm very good. You had at, a hard time like switching between the two characters. Yeah, like I'm very good at conversational books, but at the same time, like there were times where it just kept switching back and forth, and then sometimes it felt like it was in this weird third person where it wasn't either one of them. It was the um the notes or whatever it was uh, yeah it was production notes production notes but even out of some of those like sometimes when it was like in technically like a dev section they were still using their names and that they weren't saying i like there was a couple of times where i was reading it and i was just like whose perspective am i in right now and it just took me a second um which that could just been me not paying attention but like it just kind of felt like that a little bit but also this book is the exact opposite of the last one that we read where every chapter was a page and a half so like when i was trying to find a a place to stop i was like okay this chapter is about to stop or it's about to switch (laughs) there was no stopping points it was like very Mm, long yeah very long chapters but um no i actually thoroughly enjoyed it i think i enjoyed a lot of it too because unlike some of the other books that I've read where they're coming out stories or realization stories not even coming out, that, like, they were met with a lot of resistance. That wasn't really what happened here. Right. They had resistance in their own mind. They had resistance with, like, yeah, the environment they were in because he was supposed to be dating 20 women. But at the same time, it wasn't, like, resistance, like no, you're going to be shunned, you're going to be this. It was very much everyone in his life accepted him. Um, Which doesn't always happen, and they talk about both sides, but it was also when he found out that, like, his best friend was Pan, and she was like, oh, yeah, and it was literally just an afterthought. She was just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. And then as they kind of just move through different things, that at one point, I could very much see myself in a lot of these different characters from i mean he's not that late but the late in life realization of things from the depression with dev and like not really talking about it so not necessarily dealing with it right and then um there were just moments and there was one moment when even parissa i think that was her name um paris they in the in the audiobook they said parissa yeah when she was like 
I love you. And then he was like, yeah, okay. She was like, tell me you love me. And he was like, what? And she was like, tell me you love me. Right. And he was like, I love you. She was like, I know. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye. And I was like, God, if that isn't me in some settings, I don't <laughs> know what it is. Right. Because she was like, yeah, I know. I'm the best. You're welcome. And I was just like, all right. I also loved when she was like, when they were talking about, oh, well, why didn't you ever get with Charlie? And she's like, I mean, look at him. And they're like, well, yeah, like you were attracted. She's like, of course I was. But she's like, <laughs> look at him. Like, it does not register on his face. Like, <laughs> like there's no registering anything, you know. Yeah. So right. it was just really funny. So I don't know. I, th- I, I enjoyed the book for a lot of different reasons. I actually was surprised. So, like, we knew how it should have ended. We knew that they were supposed to get together. Right. But I didn't anticipate the full twist at the end. Like, I thought it was going to be more like Maury Povich, where he was like, I can't choose either one of these women. I'm going to have to choose Dave. Dave. Yeah. Sorry. Honestly, I thought their big outing of, like, them being together was going to be the stupid mic packs like the open mic oh my god they I said that so that many times in the book careful of open mic careful and like they would be talking and i'm like your open mic is gonna catch you and i was like like when he was talking to parisa didn't do anything why mention it right. seven times if you're not gonna have it they talked time. about the open mic so much at the beginning and then like the rest of the book like it wasn't talked about and i'm like I feel like she could have, like, really gone somewhere with that, where, like, something it could have just even been a truly caught. Yeah, because, like, when, right. he, when he opened up to Parisa and he thought that they were alone, it would have been very easy for Ryan to be like, listen, we heard it all. We knew. That's how we knew to do the angle of the show the entire time. And that's why we caught right. it. Like, I wonder something, if something like that. Like, I wonder if for some reason something was cut. Like, you can't say cut for time because it's a book. But, like, you know what I mean. Oh, no. They, but it, they'll, editors they will, will cut that type you. of stuff for, yeah. and, like, cut that stuff for, like, oh, that doesn't really mean anything. That doesn't have to do with anything. Oh, that's not a good spot to that's put it point. in. Oh, there's no other good but spot. But in that scene, I was like, oh, no. But even between David and Charlie, there were several conversations just between the two of them where they were, like, on the set where I'm like... You're telling him, open mic, be careful about what you say. Yeah. And you're being super careful about people knowing you guys are sleeping in the same bed together. And then you're literally like, and but then you're like literally like on the set being like, I love you. You're okay. You know, like, I don't know. No, I know. There was, yeah, there was definitely moments like that. And then, I mean, that definitely makes even more sense where Skylar was like, you think I don't know what's happening on my set? Mm-hmm. Like, and then Ryan was like, you think you were that slick? Like, bitch, no. Mm-hmm. But so, like, there was alludes to it, but not hardcore. Um, I will say that I didn't read the acknowledgments because, you know, it's no longer part of the book. But, like, <laughs> I did glance at a portion of it. And I thought it was interesting because the first part of the acknowledgments is talking about why she did the book the way that she did before she started thanking people. And she was like, I thought it was important for them to show getting healthy on their own prior to them coming together. Because you can't be you can't be 100 percent just because someone else is in your life. Mm. You have to get um, you have to get better on your own first. 
she's like, so it's very important for me to show that um, before we showed them in their happier ever moment life. And I was like, okay. I also thought that he was going to show up at his house, like when everyone else was at the house. I thought he was just going to After they got done watching it, he walk out of the the kitchen and he was going to be there. I mean, I really thought that, especially after Skylar, what was it, Skylar's speech to Charlie, I really, when she was like, you have to make your own choices or you have to do what is best for you or whatever, I really thought he was going to be like, okay, and then, like, they'd have a ceremony and he'd be like, give the, you know, like, that's obviously where it felt like it was heading. So it was a nice surprise that it wasn't that predictable. I did that, also love it. Was the like, fact. It was like it wasn't predictable, but it, it was. was. Yeah. <laughs> right. I also love the fact that they called out a liberal oh god, I can't like a two faced oh, liberal. Um Maureen. Mm-hmm. Maureen. Like, I, like the fact that she was like, What I'm a liberal, this isn't bad, this is just this business. And it's like, no, the things you're saying are horrible. This is bad. Yeah. Um like just, that it's it honestly kind of reminds me of a book that I read a couple months ago with one of my um, Facebook groups called Such a Young Age. And it plays on racism and it's set in like 2015. And it it shows like this black female who's young, out of like getting out of college, like she's about to get off her parents' insurance. She's like that mid twenty range, mm-hmm. and it's like, how is she gonna get her life together? And they show, like, the two extremes of like white people with mm-hmm. like people of color, where it's like, like you're like, I want to be like a happy medium between them, because it was um one of them was like she was the one who was who was like that two faced liberal, where it's like. She she had black people as friends to and there was even a point in the book where she's like, everybody would be so proud of me if they saw me. I have four black people coming to my Thanksgiving. Dinner. Oh god! And like Maureen reminds me of that where she's like, yeah, like performative. Yeah, where it's like, what are you talking about? I'm liberal. I love the queer community. Look, like look at the staff I have. You I'm know, an like, ally. Hey, gay. Yeah, like, but we can't have staff, totally open with yeah. them. But we can't have a bi um, princess. Yeah. So they they had the bi contestant, but she couldn't be a you know the the princess that Charlie picked. But she couldn't even be out as bi. Right, and then um, but but you know like Charlie couldn't be like I'm I'm gay. I don't want to pick anybody. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, you know, she she called him out on it. Like, no, the you realization have that she set him up for back for blackmail to be able to do what she wanted to do on the show. Mm-hmm. Was a moment that like he knew was a thing, but also like I didn't necessarily think of it. Like I knew she was up to something, but I didn't think of it in the way that like that clearly laid it out. Right. Of, like, do you realize how crazy I can make your ass look? Don't F with me. Mm-hmm. Good thing he has Parisa because, um... Yeah. She took care of that shit, right? Parisa there. is a badass bitch. She is. Yeah. She is. Um, 
I don't know. I think it was also kind of interesting the way they talk about, like, even though they're over there, they're on a date, they were very much like, hey, remember, you're in South Africa. And this is not looked on. You need to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It was also... (laughs) It was also interesting because I can't wait to see your faces. But, like, I've read a good bit of these books. Well, not a good bit. I've read a couple of these books. But they don't generally talk about a whole lot of sex things. Like, I don't read a lot of, like... You don't like... You don't read smut? Erotica. I'm not judging. I just don't read a lot of erotica. But, so, like, when he was, like, I have to... It took me a second to process, like, I'm, like, in one of the points when he finished himself off, it took me a second, because I was, like, it happened very quickly, not that I was expecting details, but it was, like, half of a sentence and then a thought later, like, I thought he was just kind of reviewing things, and then it was just kind of said nonchalantly, and I was like, oh, he came at the thought of their hands intertwining. Like, it took me a second to really be like, oh, okay. And then also the other time when they were actually together and he was like, you gotta stop, I'm about to. And then, like, removed himself to finish himself off in the bathroom. I was like, that's interesting. It just also shows the journey that it took for him since he had never done anything with anyone. So here's my question to you as a male. I will try to represent the females. I'm this is written by a female from my understanding. Mm-hmm. How and only I only say that because I don't know if she um was assigned male at birth. I don't know Who? if she's the author. Oh, I think she was, yeah. So she was um she's trans. No, I think she was no, oh, I'm sorry. I think she was she was a female. Okay, so so here's my question to you. Do you think, because I know you were saying some of that stuff about the set, uh, that, the you know, with the coming and whatnot. How do you, do you think that's because a female wrote that? Like, would a male write it differently? Handle it differently? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, she, she is, she is queer. I know that she has a, a partner. Yeah. So I understand that she's writing about her her people, but how did you feel about her a female writing about male character love? Does that make um, sense? Did- it's twofold. One, I don't think it was bad, but I'm also thinking of some TikToks that I've seen where this woman reads some smut books and she's like, if a woman ever read this or was even consulted, during the reading, during the right. printing of this book, you would know that that is not how this works. Right, and I've seen some stuff like that as well. Um, I saw a really funny reel where she was a lady was reading it and she was acting out how the the book was describing women. I was dying laughing because it was like she was panting heavily and she's like, <laughs> and yeah. like her face is like really <laughs> ugly and stuff. It was really funny. <laughs> I don't think it was bad. It's also something I've seen in book talk and especially in like the queer book talk where people were talking about you need to support actual queer writers. Right. 
because I, a lot of the writers of books similar to this are white women. Right. Or and are she, women. Right. And it's one of those things where it's like, you need to not read these to support this, but at the same time, we're finally get like, there's representation. Right. And like, you can't be, like, I'm not mad at the fact that there's representation. Could there be more representation of their authors and people are going in? Sure. But like, also like, who's to say they're actually writing them? So, I mean, which I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's people out there that just haven't had stuff published. But it's one of those things they where it's... They self-publish a lot, too. A lot, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, possibly it could be. I didn't think it was... I think, honestly, it fit his character of, like, he always has to be clean. He has to be this. I don't think he really underst fully understood what he was going through. And then even after the first time... It was so funny to me how he relaxed because he like didn't that I don't think that really processed through his mind that he could use that to relax and sleep through the night right. where that that could be one of those things that is because a man didn't write it. But I can tell you every single man that's had trouble sleeping has yep. done that right. to sleep through the night. And if it didn't work the first time, you tried again. <laughs> And so, like, it was one of those where it was, it, it was very endearing to his character because he didn't, like, it just, didn't, it was kind of Sheldon-y from the Big Bang Theory. Like, it just right. never crossed his mind. But, um. I mean, it kind of yeah. makes sense, though, because you don't really meet his parents. Like, you meet mm -hmm. Deb's parents. You don't really you meet his. You only hear a little bit about Charlie's yeah. Folks. yeah. It makes sense that he would never think of that because. Everything, every action he did was so shamed mm -hmm. that it makes sense that he would probably never even attempt to mm -hmm. do anything like that. And then he went to college when he was, what, 16? Something like that, yeah. Or, like, early. really young. I think it was 16. Like, yeah. Um, when he went to college for that, like... You would think that that's an age where, oh, like, they would explore it. But really what ended up happening was. More he, repressed. Yeah, he just ended up repressed and, like, well, being forced. Help. He was, like, a college guy. Like, his best friend in college was, like, a I'm going to make you I'm going to make you kiss a girl and I'm going to set up for you and you're going to do it. And then, like, hold that over you, your whole friendship, you right. know. And I've lived that life where. People have acted that way. Yeah. And like, it doesn't help with figuring things out because all you ever feel is wrong. Mm hmm. So, like, I think in that aspect, Sheila, she captured it very, very well. And that's fine. Like, because yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm heterosexual, I'm in a heterosexual relationship. And when I'm not like a little booby, I'm a man. I'm not a man, so <laughs> I don't under. I don't, you know, I don't. JK kids. I just was. I wanted to see, like, if you felt like it represented. No, I know. I was just saying, like, in that, like the in male that side. Instance, yeah. yeah. In that instance, I think she really, which I think that's a universal story in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it's very. I feel like it is easier for some females eventually it's an issue but i think it's an easier for some females to be like oh i'm 
I'm not interested in things right now or I'm saving myself for marriage. It's a lot more. It's acceptable because. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's a narrative that's pushed on women. Yeah. It's, look at Bridgerton. Look at Bridgerton. Yeah. The, the guys can go be rakes and yeah. fuck around all they want. But the girls, God forbid, you touch them in the wrong spot. And you got to make them no longer not, respectable. Yeah. Exactly. For a guy, if you're not a horn dog. You're broken. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, so, like, one of the things that I read on the Goodreads reviews, and I think that, like, with the subject of white female authors being, like, Mm -hmm. one of the leading forces for this genre... We've talked about the, like in, like I said in my other Facebook group, we talked about it a lot. And one of the one of the women in that group with me, she's actually um, she used to do like bike uh, book selling and like stuff like that, and mm. worked with publishing and stuff like that a lot. And um, she even says like you have to seek out the authors that are not the norm. And prove that the that you want books by those people, and it's really hard because you have to find them. But they they like one of the things that she always tells us is like you know go to your local bookstores, say like this is the author that I want because of like these reasons or whatever. But um anyway, like in the review, and I think this kind of I. So I told you before about how I felt about how, like, a lot of the representation felt very contrived for me, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really place it. And I was like, okay, is that because of me? Because I haven't read this rep- this much representation, mm-hmm. or is it something else? And I already told you how I kind of ended up working it out in my own brain. Then I got on Goodreads. I added this to my reading challenge for this year, and I started looking into the book, and I started reading reviews and stuff like that. And on Goodreads, it still rates pretty good. But one of the reviews that actually got a lot of conversation sparked from it, and he, uh, this person later says that the author reached out and was like, oh, thank you for making this point. It's something I didn't think about. Um, and I kind of brought it up in the very beginning where they talk about Dev's character specifically, where he represents as like a a gay Indian man mm-hmm. who was raised in North Carolina mm-hmm. and his parents like were Indian but what they were saying about that particular representation was you can't just put in representation and not actually like do anything to culturally back it up because they were like like dev could have been devin and it could have been a white male from north carolina and it wouldn't have made the story any less right and this particular person on the goodreads reviews says like i am a queer indian And this does not represent who I am. Like, Mm -hmm. there was no mention of, like, certain things were fasting. Because, like, 
like one of his points was like this takes months to mm-hmm. like over a course like, of months, it, yeah. Yeah. Like this takes place over the course of weeks or months or whatever. And it's like like the time of year that they were like doing some of this stuff, like there was no mention of like cultural um like religious festivities where there might have yeah. been fasting or stuff like that. And it's like those were simple things that could have been inverted and still kept the story going and actually showed proper representation. And there were some people who were like, oh, you're just looking too much into it. Why can't like why can't he just be brown and be brown? But he's like, I'm not saying this as like somebody being like, oh, you didn't get this right. He's like, I'm saying this as a person who is this. This is my life, yeah. You did not get this right. And, like, if the author really did reach out, like they said, and, like, her writing improves because of it, that would be great. Mm -hmm. But it did click something in my brain where that, I think that's where it felt contrived, where it was just like, oh, I want this to be all-inclusive. I'll just have a pan character. This will be my pan character. And then, oh, I need somebody who's this. So this is going to be this character. Okay, I also want to cover this. I need one of my characters to be this. And I was like, maybe that's what my struggle was with reading Mm -hmm. it. Where maybe, like, some of the characters felt very natural in their growth and development with, with everything that they were. And then there were some characters where it's like, why does that have to be the thing? Right. Mm-hmm. And like they made a big deal about how the one who was the one contestant, Angie, like she will not be a bi princess. Yeah. And then it was like the uh, Daf was her name, Daphne, the one that Daphne. Charlie. Yeah. The one that Charlie was supposed to end up with. Like they could have had they could have kept her as her with the same anxieties or like the same things as Charlie that really connected them Mm -hmm. that made it for her to be like, Oh, it's okay. If we don't kiss, it's okay. If we don't do this stuff. And I was like, I didn't really feel like they needed to make her character by. They didn't. They made her football lesbian. She's lesbian. Yeah. Oh, lesbian. Like what? Oh, the other one was by lesbian. Like I was like, that's great that they did that, but also at the same time, like, they didn't have to do that. Right. And so it's like, I I, I don't know. Like, that's where it came yeah. for me, where it was like, oh, that, like, reading those reviews and reading the people's responses, I was like, maybe that's what I was feeling. And it started to click in my brain for, mm-hmm. for that, because then it just, it felt like. Like, there was just one point reading it where I felt like it was just hitting check marks and not, like, really being organic characters. Yeah. I felt like there was always a setup from, like, the beginning for Daphne to be mm-hmm. lesbian. I don't remember what was said, but I was like, oh, One of the contestants teased her. Was that it? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. There was just yeah. something, and I'm like, she's gay, or she's lesbian. And I'm like, and, like, and obviously I kind of knew that that was a possibility because there were already like 10 characters in this book. 
at this right. point that you knew were lesbian or gay or right. um, pan or bi, you know, like, you knew something. But also, like, there's people who get teased for being lesbians that aren't lesbian. Right. I got teased in high school all the time because I was involved with sports. I did certain things. I didn't date a lot. And, like, I remember being at a party and being, like, I don't know, girls just go to the bathrooms together. And me and this girl went to the bathroom. And he was, like, why are you guys being such lesbians? And, I mean, it was also, like, the 90s and they were being dumb and ignorant. But yeah. at the same time, like, there have been multiple times, like, through my 20s where they'd be like, are you sure you're not a lesbian? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I know. I, I know I'm not a lesbian. So, like, for me, like, yes, they hinted at it. Yes, they set that up. But it was also, like, it didn't have to be that. Because there are people who are accused of being gay that aren't. Right. As much as, like, the other way around. For sure. I don't disagree with you. I just think the difference with this one is, and I knew something was going to happen, but I had, like, three different scenarios of how this book was going to end. That everybody at the end was going to be queer. He was going to announce, like, I'm going after the boy. And Angie was like, that's okay. I'm in love with Daphne. And Daphne would be like, oh, my God, I kind of like you, too. <laughs> like, I thought that that was going to be 100% of his scenario. I knew they were going to do something with Daphne because they did set it up very clearly. Right. I don't disagree with you that that does need to be represented Josie. I think in this case, I didn't feel any type of way about it because of the story that Daphne had and the way she also explained some stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. they didn't talk about it a lot, but they did kind of say the thing of, like, my life was set out in front of me of what I knew it was supposed to be. I was supposed to do this as a good Southern daughter. I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to do this. Right, which it was, like I'm saying, it was just one of those things, like, I pushed past it. I enjoyed the book. With how it was. It wasn't until later when I was reading this stuff where I was like, oh, like, that makes sense to me. Like, they could have done this. They could have done. That story for me was just one of those moments where I was like, I mean, I'm not a lesbian, but I feel seen. Because it was just like, you've. You've lived that. Yeah, even explaining that to my family and being like, well, how did you not know earlier? It's because you have to get rid of all the other expectations that even you put on yourself of like, oh, so I'm not gonna, I could not possibly have a wife and I could not possibly have my own children or like, that's a lot that you give up when you're also realizing other things that you need mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. you have the possibility of giving up. Like you're processing like all those things at once. And so like, for me, I was like, okay, that was actually which I'm not saying you didn't think this, but I was like, that was actually pretty well written from her standpoint. So yeah, that's why I was like, and when I was reading these characters, I was like, I feel attacked by this whole damn book. (laughs) But um, I was going to say something. I don't know what it was. But um, I did kind of love how there wasn't a whole lot of visceral aftermath after anybody came out there Mm -hmm. wasn't like even with Daphne did she possibly have it we don't know the only aftermath that caused problems in this book was when somebody acted bigoty right 
mm-hmm. and and their world was destroyed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I also oh, I remembered what it was. I also learned. I didn't learn anything. Oh, right. I also enjoyed. <laughs> I mean, I guess I learned some things, but like, I also loved the fact that they also talked about friend love and how sometimes we as people think we don't deserve love and then we might be like okay i deserve friend love or you might i only deserve romantic love and i don't deserve friend love but then you realize that like you deserve it all right Mm -hmm. especially there's a thing within the queer community where it's like half the time it's hard to make just friends because people are just like yeah let's fool around or let's do this so like you don't always start out by just making friends in the community because it's like, oh, should we, should we bump uglies? Just, and it's like, no, I was just trying to say hello. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when, when Angie left and she said, and I found one of the loves of my life, like I love Daphne. She was like, not like that. <laughs> she was like mm-hmm. she was like but I love her right she's I my friend like, the best friend yeah, I was though, like yeah. that was that was a cool moment where it wasn't like just because two people who like women were in the same story meant that they should right be together yeah I've talked with a group of people who we were like we want more love stories of like a platonic love uh-huh. because yeah, like, relationships are clearly very important. But it's, like, your friendships, like, those are the ones that are, like, those are your people, man. Yeah. They Like, they have your back all the time. They're, you know, like, they understand you in a way that not a lot of people understand you. Mm-hmm. Not that your partner doesn't either, but it's also, like, a different type of understanding. It's yeah. a different type of allyship. It's a different type of... um unconditional love for one another yeah i will say that the author did give some really great imagery for uh, some of her thoughts very descriptive yeah yeah like one of my favorite descriptions was when she talked about how i think it was the way dev felt about charlie about him doing something and he he was like I want it etched in a vinyl so I can play this love story like mm-hmm. over and over. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like such a great, like, you know exactly what that looks like. Like a vinyl record, you know exactly what that is to be like, man, that's, it's kind of deep, you know, mm-hmm. right. there was, there were a couple moments like that, but the vinyl record was one of my favorites. Yeah. And oh, I'm not trying to take away from anything from the, person in the comments that you read about where he was like it was like his story I enjoyed the fact that it wasn't just two white characters like I realized it could have been a bigger character it could have been a better character but like I enjoyed the fact that it wasn't two blonde twinks that happened to like each other like or even like ultra both they're both muscly and they both worked out like Deb mm-hmm. was very skinny Deb was this and Charlie was like you're the most gorgeous person that I've ever seen in my life right. so like in that aspect I did enjoy that too yeah honestly like I didn't think much of it 
Until it was said. Until it was said. Yeah. But I think it's because I don't ever have to think of it. Yep. Which is why I appreciated the comment because yep. I don't ever have to I think mean, about that. And that's in why I was like, that, I don't want to take away culture. from him saying that. But right. Like, I did enjoy the fact that it was at least. Yeah. And they, I mean, there was a couple times where they used imagery where I was like, you know, like the same way that they talk about like black skin and they'll be like the chocolate, da 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 da. There was one thing yeah. that they said like when he smelled, he was like, and he just smelled like spicy, and I was like, okay. But like for the most part, the the wording even seemed like normal. Right. I think I think part of it is just like when you and obviously we're three white people. <gasps> Accurate. And you know, you have somebody that's written a character that you can represent with because it is you and it mm-hmm. is your culture or someone from your culture that you would like them to, like, represent, re- not just represent it in the color and the name and the, um, the, the culture, but, you know. Or, you know, saying that they're from a certain culture, but to actually put a little bit of that culture in, like, she did a little bit, but, like, I can see how, like, yeah. that that reviewer mm-hmm. was like, I would have liked a little bit of this because that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's who we are because the, the Indian people, they're still very, um, like, they're still very in tune with, like, their their rituals and you know the things that they celebrate because they do the color um the wally yeah they do the the um the wally they do the um what was the light one you told me about um they do that in the fall um all i can think of is festival of lights and i know there's a name for it um (laughs) but yeah so it's like but yes it's a festival of lights but like like they're still very much into it even if they aren't in their their home country anymore mm-hmm. I mean you even see them in their saris and they have their um their mark on their forehead um I'm really bad and I don't know the name of it yeah but like oh so I, Diwali is the festival of lights oh okay. I apologize to people listening but the color one where they throw the um like corn colored cornstarch at you or whatever that is I'm trying to find it I always, I would love to go Hope, visit. That is holy. Oh, me too. Sorry. So I think it's absolutely beautiful seeing um everybody splashed with all that color. So Diwali uh, is Festival of Lights. Okay. Holy is the colors. I apologize to everyone for getting that backwards. Mm-hmm. Well, you're better than me, and like, because I could. Yeah. Remember. But, we um, celebrate it at work. Like, there's, um, when it comes around, there's something, when we were in the office, there would be some things um, for the Festival of Lights down in the main lobby so that you would okay. kind of see it. Mm. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I think I looked up the author. I don't want to, like, I didn't see, like, a cultural background on her, but she is seemingly white. Yeah. So I think I think that's one of the things that's, like, if we're going to be an ally, like, you have to know, like, just because it's, like, not a thing for us, you have to know that mm-hmm. it can still be a thing for somebody else because they do think about it. They do grow up thinking about that just because cultural differences and cultural right. things and just societal things, you for know. Sure. So I do 
yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I still really enjoyed it. It was very good. Yes. Um, you know, Andy, I, like I said, I agree with you. Like, I I liked that they showed that. Yeah. Um. But also not. I also get it's like when you have the flip version of it is when you have a heterosexual show or TV show and they have a gay character and it is just a surface level gay. Mm-hmm. So I get where they're coming from, and like once that clicked, as you were saying that for the third time, that's kind of how <laughs> it kind of like popped in my head. Of yeah. Like, oh, okay. But it was also interesting because they didn't do a lot of the stereotypes. Like even when the family was there, they didn't like really go into like his mom cooking a whole lot of like all the food. Yeah, stuff. like they didn't call any of that out. So I get it. Um, but it does look like she has a book. Um, another one on the way another book that's already out that I believe oh. may be of the lesbian persuasion is it the um, kiss her on the first date or whatever kiss her once for me oh yeah kiss her once for me that's been popping up a lot in my Amazon reads because of buying this one mm-hmm. <laughs> you're welcome my, my, <laughs> my audible is really funny right now it's like Children's literature and uh, queer literature now. Oh, I get so many (laughs) random things. Like, I get the book recommends, and it's really funny, because it'll be, like, thriller, small town, like, romance, children's novel, (laughs) thriller, and now, like, with some of the other stuff, it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, all book suggests are very much similar to my Amazon, because of the just deep dives that I'll go into. Uh-huh. I'm 100% sure that my Amazon does not know my gender. Or uh, your age. Or my age. <laughs> because mean... it very much suggests a lot of female clothing. And then I get a lot of toys. Well, you buy a lot of those unicorn thingies. Not from Amazon. <laughs> okay, you buy the um the balls. That's from a different site. Not that, those balls, those other balls <laughs> that you bought us. And I just borrow those. People take them home with them. <laughs> JK. Um, who was your favorite character? Charlie. I don't know. I kind of went around the way with a lot of things. And I, I'm, I'm going to stick with him. I did enjoy Jewel. It was between Charlie and Parisa. Yeah, I did enjoy Jules a lot. Sorry. You could I'm have more about... than one favorite yeah. character. I don't know. I don't know if it was really ever Dev. Dev got on my nerves. Like I enjoyed him, but then I also wanted to kind of slap him a little bit. Like Oh, especially at the end. Yeah. But um I'm gonna go I'm gonna stick with Charlie and Parisa. Oh, real quick, I did love Ryan with, like, the clap back to to Dev, where he's just like, yeah, you literally never let me in. Like, you didn't let me do anything. And I was like, oh, I appreciate that. It showed the other side, yeah. 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 If anybody felt attacked, I felt attacked in that moment. I'm like, don't (laughs) tell me I don't open up. (laughs) Sheila, who's your favorite character? Me? Um, mine. Let's see here. I like Jules. She's a little bit of a sassy 
um, tell it how it was, um, friend, coworker, and I did like Dev. Like, he did annoy me. Like, Charlie, sometimes he annoyed me. And it might have been his, like, neurodivergent stuff. I don't know. I think I like Charlie because of the growth. Like, he stayed on his... He 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 stayed on his growth and didn't revert. He totally grew a lot. But what I liked about Dev was that he... We saw his... He seemed so strong at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we saw his weakness. How, like, his depression just, like, eats him up. And I can totally relate. Like, I've been there at that at points in my life where I don't want to leave my house I don't want to um you know like I get it you know like I, like when he was kind of going through his thing in Germany I was like man I've been there I feel you and um so like I really said relate people only want fun dev I was like that was the moment yes. Oh, yeah, that was very triggering, because I, I mean, I just told you guys about, like, my birthday this weekend, where I was like, I just don't want to invite certain people, because I don't want to have to be, like, on. You don't want to have to be on, yeah. Yeah. And I totally get, like, you know, sometimes you have to be on all the time, and, like, I had an instance this last weekend, like, when we were supposed to, the spouses club that I'm running, we were supposed to have something on Saturday, and we ended up canceling it, because we didn't have enough people show up. And it just been kind of like a long couple of weeks. And I was like, I'm glad it's canceled because I just don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be Sheila. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I want to be Sheila, but sometimes you just don't want to be sometimes on. Sometimes don't have the energy. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Um, and, and that's fine. But I like, well, not like, I related to Dev a bit more like yeah. he like he's just like I'm gonna peace out like I do that like you do enough to piss me off I just peace out um so or when you're really hurt you know like I I yeah. got it and I felt like you know like he did what he needed to do he needed not that Charlie was a toxic situation but like working for that place for six years. And giving it all you have. Giving it all you have. and But also, like, truly believing in it. Because it's, yeah. like, like it's something to give everything you have to a job. But to, like, truly 100% believe yeah. everything about it. And then also give everything. You're, like, yeah. man, that's, like, a double whammy. It was. Did it was you hard. Feel <laughs> I didn't, but. No. <laughs> but I, but I, I appreciated like him stepping back and doing what he needed to do for him to grow and now I don't think like how he handled like ignoring everybody was appropriate necessarily but then again we have had conversations with our friend Andy here about that's rude we weren't (laughs) naming names I mean, I was going to say, I feel like I've ignored people at a point where I've, Mm -hmm. like, I've messaged you guys and been like, sorry, I just haven't been around it. But I'm, like, busy. I'm not just ignoring I mean, and and it's fair, like, Andy wasn't mad at us or anything. Well, I don't think he was, but he was just going through some. Only 90% of the time. (laughs) We 
we hadn't heard from him. He wasn't even like laughing at the stupid gifts we were sending, you know. And well, and I was gonna say even with the fun dev thing, like there was a period, and I'm I'm still expected this way, but I'm able to I'm more used to it again. There was a period where my job, and if anyone's listening, I don't rightly care. But there was a period of my job where if I wasn't Andy with, like, the fun guy fully turned on, I was getting calls and I was getting messages of what's wrong with you. Why are you not happy? Why are you acting this way in meetings? You're not a good partner. And it took me out. Like, That's hard, it, right? It wore me out to the point that where I was like, "You can't be you without being on." It's hard, yeah. And like, we, I would go and I would text y'all yeah. and be like, "I took another four-hour nap because I was just so fucking so exhausted." You were from yeah. having and to play a person. We were just worried about you, which is fair. Because like he <laughs> yeah, dropped, wasn't he dropped off the at the edge of the earth. Yeah. So. But yeah, like I liked I liked Dev because I guess I just related to him a bit more, and I really liked Jules. Josie. <laughs> um, I didn't mind Dev. Um, my favorite characters were probably Prisha and Jules and Skylar. And Jules and Skylar really got me when they went to New Orleans. Like they had their first trip. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, those are the people that you want, you know? Can I ask a question? Maybe. What? Do you feel like, because that's the role that you are in a lot of your friendships? Probably. I mean, I'm definitely a Parisa from time to time. Um, but no, I mean, for real, like, I mean, you have the gamut of friends, and I mean that in the best way possible, like, you have every skittle of the rainbow when it comes to that, and then also, you got, you got your normies as well, but like, yeah, I mean, even my goddaughter is. I mean, we don't know if she's trans, like, right now. Yes. But she's presenting that way. And yeah. Like that so, I mean, and we're just kind of, like, we're just rolling with it. As long as she says yeah. it, we say it. And right. if she You're stops, supporting we stop. Her. And, yeah. You're supporting her. And that's that's what we need. All you can do. Yeah. so often those children who then become teens aren't supported and we are seeing more mm-hmm. um yeah. suicidal suicidal suicides or suicide ideations um from that group of people and we don't we don't need that right i found actually <laughs> i was at old navy randomly one day and i found a shirt that i really liked for their pride that i really want to go back and get and it said he, him, she, her, they, them, human. Mm-hmm. And then human was really big in a rainbow. And I was like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. But I um, I actually really want to find a support trans youth tea that I really like. There's a lot of really cute ones out there. And I just have to pick one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, 
Yeah, probably, Andy. That I wasn't mean, meant as an attack. No, no, no. I mean, to be perfectly honest, if I'm anybody in this book, besides the fact that I'm not a gay man, I'd probably be Dev. <laughs> I was going to say Charlie. Charlie? No. You're a little, you're a little OCD girl. No, she ain't. I'm organized. <laughs> That's fair. She likes being touched. I that touches my love language. It's like my number one thing. Like Andy's like, <gasps> I just don't like it when Andy touches me because he tries to pet my cheek with the back of his hand and it's creepy. Hey, that does sound creepy when you say it like that. I mean, it is. Mm. Okay, Andy. <laughs> what is your, or who was your um most disliked character? I mean, I really feel like there's only one option for me, and it's Maureen. Maureen, yeah. Oh, See? did I forget to tell you she was one of my favorites? Just kidding. <laughs> that reads. Look, she's getting it done. <laughs> she got fired. I mean, can we all collectively say that? Besides sure. the, the, okay, Ryan a little bit, but he definitely had that saving he, grace moment in the he end he even had a little about, mini car. about halfway about halfway yeah. through he had like some change where i'm like okay like you can't hate him if he's well, he, like he grew and like he showed up at the end of the um with all the the friends right at, at, at the parents house and he was helping mr um dev's dad <laughs> mr dev's dad nailed it you nailed it. I don't know their last name. <laughs> Sheila yes. just went into her, okay, third grader, how do we address adults? Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Miss um, person, Mr. Andy. Dev's dad. But but he did, well, no, he even said Miss, he called him by um their last name, and I don't remember. Because yeah. I feel like that was the only time I heard it. Um, but you know, like, you know, he was helping with the printer. Like, I feel like he really, like, we got Dev's impression of Ryan at the very beginning. And then, like, he kind of saw who Ryan actually was. You got to see him. I was was going to say, I don't think Ryan was ever truthfully a villain. I think he was only a villain in the beginning because the same way that we villainize people when we feel like we've been done wrong when we're not seeing the full story. It's kind of like what happened to my husband and that one coworker <laughs> that I told you guys about pre-recording tonight. <laughs> I mean, I think it's one of those things that you kind of just have to remember that there's a possibility that you are a villain in somebody's story. Oh, for sure. Well, there's and always- there's nothing you can do about it. There's like m- other people's perceptions of who I am is mm-hmm. like their perception. I can't do anything else. Because how many it. times, and this isn't a read coming for you, anything like that, because we both got it as trainers in the rainforest. But like how many times were you told, I thought you were a bitch when I first started. Oh, I still get that. But it's also, I mean, I work, I'm very high up in a company, and I have to come in and tell people yes and no. And and you're also looking for standards. Which, do it like this. Don't yeah. do that. Tuck right. in your shirt. Fix this table. Do it right. I need the yeah. table tent here, not back here. I need, you know, like. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I still get it. Um, a lot. Yeah. There were people that literally were like, I thought you were a horrible person. I didn't think you were going to be any fun. And then we get out of training and you're like, hey. And I'm like, well, that's because I needed you to take me seriously. <laughs> and I thought I was joking with you, but apparently my RBF was a lot stronger than I even realized. Right. Because I've, I've gotten that I recently. Don't think in, it's, I don't think interviews. it's that. I think it's the, and I've seen all three of us do this. I know for a fact I do it. I can play serious very well, so I can say the most sarcastic thing yeah. and be deadpan serious, and people are like, wait, wait, are you serious? And you're like, yeah. I mean, we just did that to a manager last week. It was actually really funny. Josie yeah. and I did it all the time at Applebee's. Yeah. Like, my favorite was, so Josie and her roommate used to work at Applebee's together, and they would drive together if they had the same shift. And she and I got selected to close that night. And so she came up to me at the the drink station and she's like, hey, bitch, can I get a ride home? And I was like, fuck no, bitch. And I walked off. <laughs> and there's like three people standing behind us. And they're like, <gasps> Sheila and Josie are fighting. Oh, it was like the biggest scandal in Applebee's. <laughs> it was so funny. And then I came back in a couple minutes later, and Josie's like, no, sh- we're just. That's just how we talk to each other. <laughs> just, it's fine. <laughs> and I came back. I think, I, think, I, I think what I had said when I came back into the kitchen was, yeah, I'll take, I'll bring you home or something like that. Like, whatever it was. Yeah. But it was just so funny because everybody was so worried that the dynamic duo, Josie and Sheila, were fighting. And See, I also love it when people think that I'm actually mad. And I'm not. I'm just being firm or just, like, I'm just, like, very lightly annoyed. Like, just no. Like, I'm not entertaining you. Just Right. No. And yeah. they'll be like, I can't believe, I think Andy's so mad at me. And then, like, Raquel will be like... No, he's not mad. He, she'll be like, he's either done or she's like, he's not mad. I've seen him mad once and I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> because she saw me like come out of a meeting and my head practically spun. And she was just like, that was real intense. I mean, look, the use of sarcasm to keep the anger away is real. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so Maureen, obviously, I think, yeah. I, uh, I hate to say this because I don't really want to be that person, be but that also person. the girls that, like, were taking the show really seriously, what was uh, it, like, yeah. Lauren, Lauren or whatever, where it's just, it's not even anything, like, she didn't do anything wrong, and, like, but it was just, like, one of those things where I'm, like, okay, girl, like, this show's been on for six years. Well, no, Dev's worked there for six years. It was, this like, 37 show, seasons. Yeah, something. this show's been on for however many seasons. You are not coming on here to find real love. And I do think that that's kind of, like, the jaded person in me. Because it was, like, the one girl that they made to be a villain. And Megan. then she just fully... Like bought into it and was like, I will be the villain then. Yeah. And then like that Lauren girl, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so overall, do you suggest this book? I think it's a good book. Oh, I would but would you? It. I was like, but would you recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. I'll probably recommend it to a few people. Listen, there's some books that we've had on here on our phone where Sheila was like, it was fine, <laughs> but I will not recommend it. She was like, yeah. I'm keeping it. I'm going to print it out just so I can burn it. Um, can't even do that. It was audiobook. I can't even do that. No, honestly, I think it would be good for certain people in my life to oh, read for sure. a book like this and to understand things that have been said to them but they think it's not a universal feeling Mm -hmm. andy we just read the book we get it we see you oh no i was just trying not to name names i know i'm just kidding not that they would ever listen to this i could name their name 15 times they're never gonna hear it andy will never hear it he never listens i never listen he never is it um would you recommend it sheila i would uh, I would probably, be, I would say I would love to be able to <laughs> recommend it to everybody. I just don't think there's certain people, like most of the people in my life are very open, but I, I do think that there's certain people in my life where I probably, I knew that, I know that they, they would not appreciate this. Like they walked out of rent and there's no reason for me to suggest this to them if they walked out of the movie or the the musical rent. I do feel like I would definitely recommend this, but I feel like you, Sheila, I do feel like you for this particular book, I feel like you would have to already have some type of open mind yeah. to really accept it or try to understand it or appreciate it. Or you're willing to learn about it. Right. Yeah, the willingness to learn about it and or be open to it. Yeah, because one thing that I will say is that with a lot of well, especially for like the queer community, mm-hmm. they the author did offer some definition of mm-hmm. what it meant to be that, which I don't know if every author takes the time to go into that. They don't. Mm-hmm. So that. it was nice to read that because I do think like I feel like if you want a full spectrum of like what the queer community can be like, I feel like this is a a positive representation of it. Definitely. Even when they're talking about like, well, you, you know, doesn't mean you're gay. You could be asexual or you could be gray sexual. I was like, right. what the hell is gray sexual? I, like, I, know, I feel I like, like I have to look that up. Like but, they even talked about demisexual and yeah, I was like, about oh, a lot okay. of stuff. yeah. yeah. Which I, it's funny because I've had a conversation with a lot of my friends after looking things up, and I only learned what demisexual was after my mom asked me what all the flags were, and I was like, "Girl, I don't know. We're gonna have to learn that together." And so I was and like, then "Andy immediately was like, Josie, I think this might be you." Accurate. Um, <laughs> so, well, there was. I have a couple friends like that, though. Like, mm. My friend Muriel is one hundred percent like that. She's like. She can't just do things with people unless she has, like, a mental connection as well as, like, a heart. Like, she needs to know. Mm-hmm. She tried into the brain. But, um, no, I don't know. I get what you're saying. And I do realize that you, if you give it to certain people, 
they're probably going to be like, this is too woke, this is too stupid, I don't want to read it, right? But I do think that this type of book and the way that this one is written, and not just like everyone knows they're gay and hiding it or anything like that, but you kind of go through the journey of him figuring it out and even figuring out what the possible labels are yeah. and what he is since most of the time he thought he was like most of the time people thought he was asexual like i think this is one of those books you could give to some people if you felt like they could be open to it that oh, could teach them things definitely so basically what we said yeah but i was like when it was said before, what I, I guess what I really focused on in my head was that you wouldn't give it to everyone, and I would challenge you to give it to more people than you would probably think. Because I think that it had, like, it could, for anyone listening, I feel like it could be a good explainer and talk about a lot of stuff. But I also okay. get what you're saying. That was, I, that thought was in my head prior before you said, like, mm. they walked out of rip. And I'm like, okay. I would, I would definitely, like, there's people that I would definitely recommend this book to that would maybe not even realize that they're interested in learning, mm-hmm. learning about it, mm-hmm. and that I think they might just be open to, like, a really fun kind Story. of, kind of, uh, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet in certain parts, but ultimately, like, a good story, a good love yeah. story. It's I think also interesting I, to I, think about how reality say, works. Like, yeah, the reality of that. But also, I would even say, like, a good self-love story. Like, mm-hmm. for sure. if I would suggest this to somebody and be like, look, there's a lot of queer community stuff in here. But if you want a good story on how to, like, love yourself mm-hmm. and learn to take care of yourself, like, this is a great book for that, even. Yeah, definitely. Um, Agree. You feel like you have a stigma from your mental from your mental illness or for mental health I feel like this is a good representation of like how to not treat people with that stigma or create your own stigma you know so I do think there are like a lot of people like a lot of different reasons or a lot of different groups of why you could give this particular book sure Mm -hmm. and I would like to say I would love to give this book or recommend this book to everybody it's just I know there's people in my life that they would shut it down immediately yeah and that's why I said and like I mean there's specific people I know that walked out of rent and this was 20 years ago and um it's just one of those things that like I just kind of know like there's just some people I can't do it. I, I, I not can't. I probably won't offer it to. But I would suggest this book. Um, fun story. I didn't read this because I was just now while you're talking, I was catching up on the author's website. This mm-hmm. is her first book. I I read that somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And it's only been out since September. Well, so it's a wee, it's a wee baby. It's not as young as a Run Rose Run. <laughs> not in a very good way. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Have you pulled anything from your bookshelf? Um, some. I'll go first and say no. I have a stack mm-hmm. of books, but I haven't pulled anything. You read some Harry Potter. I did read Harry some Potter. Harry Potter. 
Um, let's see here. Dash and I finished the Dorothy Must Die stories, like the the novellas, like the last three novellas the other day. Yeah, I went through those quick. Um, yeah, there's um, see nine plus four, so um, thirteen. Basically, we did like thirteen books since February, or is it March, Josie? I think it's since March, and that's when mm-hmm. I murdered them quickly. Yeah, we blew through them, and then um, we're listening to the Bosque Dragon, um, and it's funny. I was giving Dash a Pot of Bosque lesson. I was just thinking of the Pot of Bosque, where it's like literally like, like the I'm step like, of the Bosque people. I was like do you know what that means? He's like, what? And I'm like, the step of the Bosque people. And he's like, why do they walk like that? That's silly. I'm like, it's a dance step. They don't really walk like that. Yeah. (laughs) They use it in their dance. And he's like, oh. But his initial thought was like, that's how they really walk. And he was like, I don't understand why they walk like that. That's weird. In my head, I just immediately went down a rabbit hole of, like, the Bosque people and how it's, like, this one group of people in, like, <laughs> France somewhere. It's, like, or, like on the border of, like, France and Spain or something like that. And it's, like... It's only true Bosque if it comes from the Bosque reason of France. Yeah. Oh, and Eric and I, he made me listen to this horrid book a couple weeks ago. Um, we went to... The Renaissance Festival. It was like Nathan or Nathaniel Carter or something like that. I don't know. It was horrible. And it was produced by a Christian, audio Christian something or other production company. And there are times that I pause it and I go, how is this Christian? (laughs) It was horrible. It was horrible. Eric hated it, too. And I'm like, who suggested this to you? And he's like, Mr. So-and-so at work. And I'm like, never again. (laughs) Are you taking his suggestions? Because this was horrible. He's like, I know. (laughs) So, yeah. We did that. Very nice. That's all. I read The Blue Bonnet Battle, and I started Prodigal Summer. Ooh. Summer, that sounds very familiar. It's by oh. Bar- Barbara Kings Oliver or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that name sounds similar, familiar. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, so. All right, what's our next book? Our next book is called. So I decided to pick something that we didn't have to buy. Well, if Andy reads it, he might have to figure out a way to get it. He's done. (laughs) Um, But Josie, I picked it, and it is an Audible, um, what's it called? Like one of the free ones on Audible. Oh, okay. And it's called The Accidental Alchemist. Oh, okay. By Gigi Candian. G-I-G-I-P-A-N-D-I-A-N. And that's our book. I decided maybe something a little fun and different and something that we don't necessarily have to go buy since we already have a membership. 
show that to show today. Very nice. Very nice. I guess I better download it. Did y'all have to buy this book or was it part of your story? <laughs> no, I had to buy it. I bought it. it. I had to buy it. I couldn't Glad even find it. a hard copy in town, so I just audiobooked it again. Neither can I. I tried to find it in London so I could read it yeah. when I wasn't doing stuff. I mean, I had a free Audible credit, so I just used one of those. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, all right. Well, I oh, you can find us on all the socials. <laughs> What social? Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Not TikTok. No. We're not there yet. As much as Andy talks about it. Andy has his own book talk, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you can search us with Potheads Who Read Mm -hmm. a podcast. Mm -hmm. Rate, review, subscribe. Anything else? If you want to contact us, you can also contact us at our Gmail account, which I believe is also Potheads Who Read, a podcast, correct? Which is Potheads Who Read. No, just Potheads Who Read. Kai, I almost got it. I've heard you say it a million times. It didn't stick. (laughs) One one dime. Awesome. All right. I think that's it. (laughs) Um, So thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. I'm going to take a break. (laughs) Bye. Bye.